You're a nigga though. I like your style, son. Thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast, a weekly podcast where we discuss topics from music, politics, relationships, to issues that affect our black community. A very entertaining podcast. You won't be disappointed. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast. A podcast where the discussion will rock your soul. It's uncensored and no topic is off limits. Subject matters may be provocative and just downright offensive, but shit, at the end of the day, hey, we're just going to tell it like it is. Yeah, I learned a game through trial and error. You can never check me. Back-to-back episodes for the ones who didn't get the message. Back-to-back like the theater showing a double feature. Back-to-back like a double greeting. How you doing? Nice to meet you. What's going on with your fam? We made it another week. Let the souls rejoice. How things going in the world? It's a blessing just to make it back home every day. I'm your host for the Soulful Podcast, Slit P, in this episode 29. It's thundering in the night, so I apologize, but the spirits must know I'm about to cut up today. <laughs> I'm about to cut up. You hear me? Y'all in tune for a great episode, I promise you. It's almost time for school to start back, and there are a lot of mixed feelings about kids returning to school. Many people feel that it's not safe for kids to return to school because numbers are spiking and they don't know who the other kids been around, and kids might be experiencing symptoms of COVID, and parents are still going to drop them kids off anyway. Some of those same parents who are against sending their kids to school, though, are dropping their kids off at these trampoline parks. They going to these swimming pools. They doing all these activities around big crowds of people. So my question is, what makes school the breaking point? And I'm not trying to tell nobody how to deal with the safety of their child by any means. I'm just trying to understand the logic behind the reasoning. This is a frustrating time for all parents. I know my wife has been stressing herself about it for the last couple of months. Parents, I hope that you're taking this seriously. Take time to read over all the details concerning your child in their school district. Your child's safety should be the number one priority when making your decision. Speaking of going back to school, I see college football is talking about canceling in the upcoming season. Me, me being a a fan of college football, I want to see them boys play. It seems like the universities and the NCAA have taken the proper measures to ensure the safety for the players, the coaches, and everybody involved. A lot of players and parents have came out in support of playing this season. 
Even Trevor Lawrence, who is the quarterback for Clemson University, made the statement saying, people are just as much, if not more, at risk if we don't play. Meaning, a lot of players feel safer at school than at home because it offers a better quality environment. He said players probably would not be social distancing if they was at home. So like I said, I think that they have taken the proper safety measures to allow these players an opportunity to play football. These players are of an age to make a logical, proper, and responsible decision for themselves. Let their voices be heard. These universities and NCAA make billions of dollars off these kids. At least let their opinions be heard and taken into serious considerations. Players who feel like it's still not safe to play, then allow them to opt out and let the rest play. Some people are going further by insinuating that football is all these players have and that the NCAA shouldn't take it away from these players. That I don't agree with. I understand that a lot is riding on the season for a lot of these players, like football careers. But football is not all they have. It may be all they choose to have. These players are so much more than athletes or entertainers. But the fact that some people feel as if football is all they have is a problem bigger than they're not playing. That's why I always say we have to offer kids choices. Don't just allow sports, music, or entertainment be all they think they're good at. Allow them to use their mind, let them know that they can be anything they can put their mind to. See, in most urban neighborhoods, kids are told to make it out, you have to be a rapper or a ball player. And majority have bought into that negative mindset. So when something like canceling the season happens, they start to panic. Their meal ticket is in jeopardy. They feel like they have nothing else. Sports shouldn't be their only means of making something of themselves. Another topic I've seen this week has been the controversy surrounding um, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's song, WAP. I'm not mad or upset about the song. I'm actually kind of shocked at all the backlash that it's receiving. The lyrics to the songs are provocative to say the least. But it's nothing that we haven't heard before. From Too Loud Crew, Lil' Kim, Trina, Too Short, or any other artist. But we are in an era where OnlyFans is new entrepreneurial hustle. Everybody either have or want the OnlyFans set sales. So I'm not shocked by the song that they put out. This is the new culture people have created. But a lot of people are complaining, upset about the lyrics in the song and what it's promoting. Then you got the supporters of the song who are responding back with, men can talk like this, but it's a problem when women talk like that. Or it's a problem when women take control of their sexuality. Yeah, men have been exploiting and sexualizing women for years. That is correct. We get that. But does that mean we should continue with it just because it's coming from women now? Is Lady Light still a thing, or is that seen as being sexist now? I remember there was a time when women sitting with their legs open 
was considered unladylike. Getting drunk and being loud in public was unladylike. Sharing intimate details of relations on social media was unladylike. It's just a certain behavior that was deemed inappropriate was unladylike. Women was held to a higher standard and was suspected more of, basically put on a pedestal. So why is WAP not considered unladylike? I heard people say that they glad they made the summer because they needed a break from everything that's been going on in the world. And I get that. We do need to take a break from time to time because reality can be too much and overwhelming. But I think the people who are complaining about the song is pinpointing the message this type of song portrays to young females. In this day and age, human trafficking, especially with young women, is rampant. Women are being kidnapped for sex trafficking and other heinous acts. Even though most of us know that music is just entertainment, some youth cannot distinguish between real and fake. Same thing with music promoting their drug life. This type of song is no different. Even if they don't want to be role models, they are still on a platform where millions of young girls idolize them. Some might not do what they hear, but there are some that will hang on every word. So yeah, I can understand why they are complaining. But I also understand that it's their art and it's up to them on how they choose to express themselves. Either you rock with it or you don't. But we do have to be mindful of the representation we portray. I don't know if y'all watch the Showtime series, The Shy, but there's a plot on the show that is similar to what I talked about. The girl on the show named Keisha, who is in high school, is kidnapped by a man in the neighborhood. She used to post like raunchy photos on her fake IG page wearing provocative clothing. And she also was dating a high school coach, a track coach. The kidnapper had mentioned her wearing revealing clothing, looking like a slut and carrying herself in a certain way, which is why she was targeted. Her brother Kevin also said something about it on the last episode. I'm not saying WAP is going to make young girls get kidnapped, but it's feeling a culture that has to be addressed. We can't always point a finger at other races for situations that we are in or how they view us. We have to take accountability and start changing that culture. Another thing I observed from the last episode of The Shy was how Keisha responded after being saved and coming home from being abducted. She went through a depression period where she didn't want to eat, bathe, or even talk to anyone. She just wanted to be isolated in her room. Situations of trauma can cause people, mental health to become unstable. It's like having PTSD. No, it's not like it is having PTSD. Some people associate PTSD with going to war but any traumatic situation can cause PTSD. I did an episode before talking about mental health and how we need to take more, how we need to take it more serious in our community. I've been seeing a lot of campaigns created surrounding mental health in our community. We have to continue to push and bring awareness. 
I'm currently reading this book called The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health. Then in the book, the author speaks about people experiencing depression may have suicidal thoughts. They may want to harm themselves. And it's not that they want to die. They just want the pain they feeling to stop. And she mentions that sometimes people don't have the courage to take their own life. So they might instigate feuds with others just to try to get somebody else to do it. And another form she mentioned was suicide by neglecting physical health. Now this one caught my attention because I never thought of neglecting physical health as a form of suicide. But how she broke it down, I could see how. Type 2 diabetes is one of the main killers in the black community. So a person with diabetes must take insulin, eat right, exercise, and monitor their blood sugar. How many of us know people that neglect one or two of these things? So if we know that type 2 diabetes is a killer in our community, and you are constantly not doing everything to control it, then that is low-key suicide. The author of this book is Dr. Rita Walker. Rita also mentions in his book that there's a good chance that people who abuse alcohol and recreational drugs such as weed are doing it to mask the pain that they are in denial about. They use these vices as a way to not deal with the pain. And some don't even know how to confront the pain. They've been using these vices for so long that eventually they believe they need it to get them through their day. So when someone decides to intervene and tell them they should stop, it's not healthy for them. It's not received well. Because you're asking them to stop something they think they need to get them through their day without offering a solution for the pain that they're trying to drown out. She compared that to someone going to the doctor and the doctor telling them that they need to stop drinking the two cups of coffee they drink every day to get them through the day if they want to get proper rest at night. That person may feel some type of way because they believe they need those cups of coffee to wake them up, to give them energy, to keep them going. But they also want to get sleep at night. So giving up those cups of coffee is going to be hard. And now they're going to have to figure out another way to get them through their day. Like I said, mental health is deep and it affects us all. We need more awareness, more supporters, more listeners. We need to stop acting like it doesn't exist or it doesn't affect us. We are stronger together. Last week I mentioned it's almost time for voting. Where earlier this week, Joe Biden announced his running mate. Kamala Harris will be Joe Biden vice president. I see a lot of black people are happy because it's a woman of color being represented in the presidential race. But I'm not sold on this Biden-Harris tandem. And I see a lot of posts saying, don't be so woke that tearing down a black woman is more important to you than re-electing a racist, sexist idiot. 
So let me get this straight. Politicians who are black shouldn't be held to the same standard as other politicians when it comes to their policies. I don't get it. It's like we're supposed to give certain people passes just because they're black or going against Trump. Nah, I'm not part of that herd. And I also know all skin folk aren't kin folk. Not that I don't believe she's incapable of handling the position. It's because in the past, they both have helped them build advanced mass incarcerations. Harris talks about criminal justice reform, but her past incarceration rates for black men says otherwise. I understand she had a job to do and she wasn't the one committing the so-called crimes, but policies to target certain areas or over-police certain areas, specifically black neighborhoods, sound like someone who's a part of the problem. She also has been called out for not holding police officers accountable for misconduct when she served in California. I'm sure she has done some good also, but I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe. I believe Biden chose her as an attempt to lock in the black vote and someone he can control. A political strategy. But I'm sure men are looking past facts because she's a woman, because she is part black, because you just want Trump out of office. I tell you what, it's going to be interesting to see how all this plays out. Y'all better make sure that y'all have yourselves covered. Because we will be voting for the lesser of the two evils. Today's topic is mainly a part two from last week. We are still searching for clarity. The points I want to emphasize are position, selflessness, and obedience. The Spirit has been showing me things and position as one. I posted on Facebook this week that many people have lived their life so long with being out of position that they interpret being in position as out of position. Basically, I'm saying once we grow and elevate our positions, we'll change. Once we start walking in our purpose and ordering our life accordingly, our position is going to change. We're going to move from out of position into position. You will position yourself in a way to start receiving your blessings. And everybody will not understand or get that, especially the ones still out of position. They're going to think you're acting funny, that you're changing, which is true. They're going to think that you are out of position. They expect you to still act a certain way or carry yourself in a certain manner in a way that they're accustomed to seeing you without realizing that you have shifted into proper position. They are checking for you in one spot, but you're not there. You have moved on. You leveled up. It's not that you think you are better 
It's not that you don't love them, but this journey that we all have to travel is personal. And it's not our position to explain our shifting into position to anyone. If they truly love you, then they will understand. You can't help how the spirit move you and you shouldn't fight it or apologize for it either. See, the ones who can't understand are the same ones who cannot disconnect from self. They are still living for self. There's a quote that says, Life is not measured by duration, but by donation. Life is about being selfless and giving. Understanding someone moving into position is not about you, it's about them. In the journey that they are traveling to connect to the most high. Giving in the sense of how can you be used to help better someone else? What can you offer in helping someone along their journey? How can you open doors for others to walk through? We have to disconnect from self and connect to that divine purpose. We sometimes we feel like we had a sense of disconnection. Disconnected from a higher power. We might feel lost without having any direction. We might feel empty like we don't have nothing to give. Or you may just be wondering why things aren't connected in your life like it should be. I've been going through that myself lately. Like I need something more. I need direction. I'm thirsting for that spiritual connection with the most high. Nothing in this physical realm can quench that thirst for me. It's deeper than something materialistic or someone physically. Life Jennings has a song called River. He said when you feel spiritually dehydrated, you got to go back to the river. So family, I don't know if y'all would like to go, but I'm going back to the river. We convince ourselves that we are in control and meanwhile, we are crashing. And that's because we are acting on what we want instead of searching for that higher understanding. Being obedient to the purpose set for our life. I've been seeing a lot of confirmations in what I'm reading, the conversations that I'm having, and just little signs I've been paying attention to. Everything pointing at God in obedience. So in order for me to get that clarity that I'm searching for, I have to eliminate certain things that don't bring value to the temple. I have to go on a fast. I have to cleanse so I can be open to receive that clarity that I need and also reconnect spiritually. Charlemagne the God posted on his IG earlier this week, we're going into an area of life where if you're not spiritually in tune, you're not going to make it. That hit home for me, and it was also part of the confirmation. I know I have to get spiritually in tune. A lot of us do. We can point out flaws and mistakes in others, but we're afraid to look in the mirror. Afraid of what we might see. Afraid that we got to make changes. I also listened to another podcast called Unusable Wisdom. And I posted a few times on my IG story. Like I said before, y'all need to tap in because Tip is saving souls over there. 
but she had an episode where she talked about Wi-Fi being connected. Looking back at that episode and how I feel now, that message was for me to receive. We have to disconnect from the things we chase and from the things we feel that we need and connect to something much higher. Her latest episode, she explained about having a shift and how God is using her. Her podcast is turning into a Bible study. And I seen that shift before she even spoke about it. It's like we just vibrating on a higher frequency right now. I haven't prayed in a long time, y'all. And my reasoning was, who am I praying to? It seemed pointless. I just meditate. Then I got to a point I wasn't even doing that. But I prayed this week for clarity, for understanding, and for a sign that I'm going in the right direction. And instantly, a feeling of covering came over me. I can't explain it, but I knew I had connected to a higher power. I said, you hear people all the time talking about their experiences. You be like, oh, okay, yeah, right. But I'm telling y'all, like, something came over me. And I feel like, okay, this is a sign. Then these confirmations start to reveal themselves. I shared this with my cousin. And when we had that conversation, we connected on a deeper level. It, it took us to a whole nother level. We was on a farm maybe an hour or two just building. And I'm thankful for those who I can call on to just release whatever I'm going through. I'm thankful for this podcast for being that outlet as well. I chose to share this with y'all because I feel like it can help someone else who may be going through the same thing. Someone who wants to reconnect. It's a shift in taking place and you better get protected physically and spiritually. This week's album of the week comes from Flea Lord. Flea's latest album, The People's Champ, is this week's album of the week. Flea said he would drop an album every month this year, and he has stuck to his word. He's been very consistent in dropping dope material. The People's Champ is a short EP produced by legendary producer Pete Rock. It has a grimy, raw feel. It's hip-hop. Flea P and Game has been improving and he is showcasing his sharp lyricism on this album. I believe that Flea is the next upcoming star out of New York. He definitely has to work ethic. So if you are a fan of underground hip-hop where the music still matters, then check out this project. Time has kind of wrapped things up. I enjoyed this therapy session and as always, Thanks for being a good listener. I really appreciate y'all. Don't forget to first and foremost download, subscribe if you haven't already, and share Sofa Thoughts Podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Sofa Thoughts Podcast. Hit me up. Some of y'all hit me up with feedback and I'm thankful for y'all. 
Well, please hit me with your feedback of this episode. Y'all hear my thoughts all the time, and I want to hear y'all thoughts as well. Until next time, keep those thoughts soulful. Love.